What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Take the Shot. We're done with week two of the NFL. We're back. We had to talk about it. There were some games that should have been in the bag that weren't. It was a good week in college football, too. We can talk about what we want. This is our show. And we're talking about everything that happened in first in week two of the NFL. But you know what we do first to start off this show. I got my boy Teddy with me on this duo episode of the podcast. So you know I got to ask my first question. Teddy, man, how you doing? What up, man? I'm good. Um, I got through probably the three hardest weeks of my life at work. Three home games in a row for the University of Texas. Came out two and one. Scared the life out of the number one team in the nation. Or the then number one team. They dropped to number two after that near defeat. Um, it's been crazy, but I'm back. I'm ready to go. Um, hopefully, there won't be much much more having to review preview weeks of a solo act. But here we are. Um, I'm excited. It was a great week of football. Um, and how you doing, man? How's life over there downtown? Downtown ATX, babe. Yeah, man, it's 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 a good time. You know, it was a good weekend. I ran a a five k this this weekend for the first time, so that was a. I saw that, bro. Yeah, I was, I'm trying. I'm trying to not be running in the morning sometimes, man. And I'm trying to see if I can get out here and do something a little bit different. Uh, it was really fun. Uh, had a good time out there, and uh, yeah, maybe doing some more of those. But yeah, it's been it's been good. Your boys over here were doing good, working like everybody else. You know, trying to make good money. Uh, but it's been fun. It's been a good weekend. I had a great time watching football, doing my thing. Uh, and speaking of that, watching some football, there were some, uh, some really interesting noon games that came on on Sunday. Um, I will fully admit that in the Dolphins-Ravens game, in my, in my preview, I did. Uh, hold on, hold on. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going <laughs> to stop you right there. Don't be bashful. Don't be humble. This is our podcast. We're gonna lead off with the story of the week, in oh. my opinion. It's the Philadelphia Eagles and the domination of the finesse king and the Minnesota Vikings. I said at the beginning in the preview, I told y'all, watch out for the Eagles. They're gonna be good. Hertz is a winner. They got a good defense as long as they stay healthy. They got a decent run game. They finally found Devontae Smith, which was not existent in the first week, but they still got the W. And they just blew the doors. I mean, it wasn't a crazy score against the Vikings, but I want you to have this floor and talk your stuff because I really think the Eagles are going to be one of the top three teams in the NFL this year. I think they're going to be that good. I think... It's crazy to think that people were like, oh, you know, Jalen Hurts isn't this, Jalen Hurts isn't that. He's won at every level. He won at Channel View. He won at Oklahoma. He won at Alabama. You know, yeah. he was he won the national title. He saved in the second year when Tua got hurt. They wouldn't have beat Georgia without him. Yep. You know? Yeah, so what he, he may have slipped up. I mean, last year's indictment on his playoffs. Like, I mean, he's playing against Brady. It was his first year. I think he's seeing the field better. I think they've opened the passing or they've opened the game plan for him a lot better so far. Obviously, week two, yep. you can cause overreaction. You look at their schedule, though, they easily, at worst, at worst, I think y'all are eight and two by week 11. Literally, I think that's the worst. See, Unless something happens. I, I, I want to thank you for bringing this up. See, I can't say if I do that, people say I'm biased. I can't, <laughs> I can't come in the lead with the best story. Thank you. You're so, so eloquently put. The Eagles are the best team in the NFC. They are. They really oh. And I just want to say it. I told people, I told people about Kurt. When it comes to the lights and it comes to the big games, look what happens. Kurt Cousins is now two and ten on Monday night football. But I don't want to. Did you see wanna, his overall stat? Oh man. He's like dude. two and thirty-seven. Yeah, it's two it's and bad. thirty-seven in primetime and in 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 night games. Insane. That man cannot play under the lights. I, I mean, I've never really seen anything like this. Like, little bit of lights come on. He's like, the he, Space Jam happened. The Moss Stars take his talent. He, it, it gets bad. Yeah. It's he, bad. He's an enigma. He's a he's walking an enigma. enigma. <laughs> but like you mentioned, I want to focus this on the Eagles, absolutely. I love the fact, and I think this all this turnaround happened 
um, when Nick Sirianni, way back um, when he on his rookie season as head coach, stopped the play calling duties. Believe it or not, we were when he yeah. saw the calling plays. We were, I think, we were like we started out uh, two and four or something like that. The first half of the season, we were terrible. And he said, "You know what? I'm not going to build this offense the way I'm supposed to, and make Jalen Hurts do these things. We're just going to do what we're best at." The Eagles between Jalen Hurts. Um, Gainwell and Sanders and our rushing attack, we're hard to stop. Extremely hard to stop. And you saw the evidence against a good Vikings defense. That Vikings defense isn't bad. I mean, their secondary is good as well. But A.J. Brown was running wide open routes. They couldn't stop Jalen Hurts on his scrambles. Um, we were Our offense line dominated. Oh, our, it was screens. Everything worked. Everything seemed like it worked. And sure, Hurts had to move around a little bit with some pressure. But it just looked so clean. Hurts was 26 for 31, 83% completion percentage. And y'all telling me he can't throw? Y'all need, y'all need to wake up. Jalen I mean, could be the truth here, y'all. Hey, listen, I mean, anyone can throw that wide open, but you still got to make those passes. And, I mean, they do have an individual game coming up. We'll get to in a little bit. They got to play somebody with a chip on their shoulder. So, we'll see how That's that true. goes. But, I mean, to me, they, they were the – Besides, and we'll get to it, the big, big news. I think the Eagles win was probably the most important. I think the trickle-down effect to that is I think the Lions are the best one-loss team in, in the NFL right now. What is I their think offense? They, it's insane. Their like, offense is insane. I mean, they I mean, they looked sharp. I mean, they, Goff looks like he's found new life. Amaron St. Brown might be yeah. the steal of the draft last year. Yes, you have Jamar yeah. Chase. I I don't as right now, if he keeps putting up these numbers, I mean, he's gonna be in talk by the end of the season, top fifteen, top ten wide receiver. Oh, and sure. oh, by the way, he went to USC. So Come another on. shout out to Zay. Zay's winning start this uh, podcast. But man. I think that's that's a more of an indictment on how good the Eagles are and how well the Lions are of that first game. Because that game was on the road. They were ahead. They had to hold on. The Lions were charging. And the Lions weren't a fluke. They scored, what, 29 points again this week? Like, yeah. I mean, it goes, I, to, I it goes it, to show 36. you. 36. Yeah. They, they're, yeah. Number one in, they're the number one scoring offense in the league right now, the Detroit Lions. I would not yeah. have thought that when the season started. Just absolutely wild. But let's get back. Let's get back on track. Well, Lions, we can talk about the Eagles a lot because they're going to be, I believe, they're going to be prevalent to the whole um season yeah, um, but injury. like you yeah bar an injury but like you said the biggest one of the other biggest stories was that dolphins and ravens game i could watch that game a hundred times over <laughs> like, like so who who do you blame i don't say blame it's a, it's a strong word let me put it this way who who's what's the reasoning behind the ravens blowing a 21 point lead in the second half is it was it really two and Tyreek clicking, or you think it was more on the Ravens just collapsing? What what? I think what it's a combination of both because okay. you can't say it's a fluke if you throw for four hundred sixty nine yards and six touchdowns. I, I don't yeah. care who you're playing. The Ravens had them dead to rights. They they do what every team does, and I don't understand it to this day. Like I don't like who cares about sportsmanship? Like you're getting paid millions of dollars to win a game, to win a game with a, with a pigskin, like just dominate. Like if you beat a team 49 to nothing and people are criticizing you because you kept Lamar in and he scored nine touchdowns, who cares? Like your yep. job is to win football games. Your job is to not get ahead and then make it respectable. Cause you don't want to be, you don't want to be looked at like, who cares? Be a villain, kick the shit out of some teams. Like, you know, that's what exactly. I don't understand. I feel like it's it's more on the Ravens, but at but to come back from that many points, that's an indictment on the Dolphins and their trust in Tua. And yeah, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle were wide open a lot of times, but Tua made some throws. It's not like yeah. he literally <laughs> dumped it off two yards and they didn't do anything, you know. He did. He did. He made he those two deep throws. I mean, he put every ounce of mustard he had behind it too, and he underthrew him technically twice. But I mean, they still they still count. Oh yeah, a touchdown. Yeah. And, Don't get me wrong. He's still. I I like if I'm gonna take any, I'm taking Herbert, and then I mean we gotta get to Burrow. Something's wrong with them. But and then her, I would still I would personally still take Hurts over two, but that's just me. 
Yeah, and I think, oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I think there's still more upside to Hurts than there is to Tua. Um, and uh, you can also put it to, to this as well. I mean, all the Ravens had to do was score one more touchdown or score some points. And when you shut down your offense like that, it's not – and it can't crank it back up, that's when the problems begin to arise. What, what was it, that one ball that he was trying to throw to Mark Andrews that he overthrew? Um, that yeah, I mean, he, he overthrew that touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, then he had that so, interception. It's just – so when, when I mean, don't when get it, me wrong, Lamar played well. Like Lamar played MVP level. He just his defense let him down, and he he got beat. Like, and then at the end of the game, say what you want, they should have probably called pass interference. In my opinion, um, oh, yeah, I yeah. don't know. I don't know if Rashad Bateman slipped more than got hit, or like kind of ran into the defender. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's either got to get bigger because if he stood up, that's a touchdown. Because I don't know what the Dolphins were doing on that play either. Yeah, like, there's a lot. They kind of had three guys standing around Rashad Bateman, and if Lamar throws it like a foot longer, even if he's on the ground, it's probably a touchdown. Yeah, I, that was that's what got me to about that whole thing. Man. Some of the, all the blown coverage I saw. There was no reason. You've been guarding Tyreek Hill this way the whole game, and all of a sudden, all the DBs want to get flat feet, let him run right by him, and just and just let two of just chunk the ball up. That was just so weird to me. There's no. Reason I mean, I I think we saw that. All of a sudden. I think we saw, and you titled it perfectly well. The week of the collapse is, and it, you should have. It should be W E A K because all of these collapses were weak minded defensive coordinators and defensive players. They go up huge. They get soft. They play dumb coverage to, oh, we're not, we don't want to give up the home run. Just keep running your play. Like, keep running what got you there. Like, people stop blitzing. They go to soft coverage. They let people like Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Or or they let Tyreek Hill or Garrett Wilson, who's a speedster, like, just because he's 6'4, doesn't mean he can't run. Same thing with the Cardinals. They, Hollywood Brown was non-existent for almost seven-eighths of the game. And all of a sudden, you get him open, you get Ertz open. It's like and everyone just stopped playing defense. I just I, – I don't understand that. I never I, will understand that. Especially, like, this, this is the NFL. It's like these guys getting paid too, man. If they look like crap, they're going to be like, yo, this is my job, man. I can't come out here still looking like crap to finish this game. I got to keep playing. I got to keep balling. And – the other team just decided that they wouldn't. Like if, if, if the if the roles were flipped, y'all would do the same things. So you think you think they won't? If you were down by twenty some points, whatever, you still got to play this game. You still getting paid for this, and it's still gonna be on film for you on Monday. So yeah, and I mean, you, you think that you would think that's what their mindset would be, but you got to blame the coaching too. Like you got to keep them aggressive and everything else. So if you're not getting that from the coaches, you're just gonna fall into complacency, and they're gonna have these things happen. Um, right and. And like you mentioned, I, um, I mean, going to the next game, to the Jets game, which I thought was wild. So in the Jets game, the Jets were down with 14 points in the fourth quarter, the final two minutes. It was, it was a minute and 41 seconds, and they were down 14, or they were down 13, right? Because they won by one. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw all the tweets, like, oh, the Browns are 2-0. and They're going into the divisional game. You know, the coach was about to get his kids to go on the field and stuff. Like it was, he was like, yeah. get ready to come down. He was talking to the crowd, the coach. The it's the coach, most, Stefanski. it's the most brown thing you can happen. Everyone's like, oh my god, they're gonna hand Deshaun Watson a team that's gonna be like four games above five hundred. You know, Nick Chubb finally came on. The Jets look dead. I mean, the Jets look awful against the Ravens last week. Awful. Flacco, yeah. Flacco looked. Like he was cashing checks, and all of a sudden he went to Elite Joe in the he fourth went, quarter. He went to playoff Joe. He went to that playoff Joe. Joe. I mean, he was hitting everyone. Michael Carter, Brees Hall. Oh my yeah. God, what a what a steal! I mean, he looks like he may be the best running back in the draft besides Damian yeah, Pierce. I, Damian I, Pierce hasn't really done anything yet, but man, Garrett Wilson. That's the guy I told you on draft night. That's the reason I wanted to draft him right there. Like, how yeah. much more impactful has he been compared to Drake London right now? Like, that, he that's was, a good point. He was phenomenal. Drake, London, Drake London hasn't been bad, but he hasn't been as impactful as Garrett Wilson. Well, the whole, we'll, we can get to okay. the whole offense has been bad. Kyle Pitts has two receptions through two games. Arthur uh, yeah. Smith, I'm not, I don't even want to get on there because I'm just going to get upset. I want to focus on, 
I want to focus on the positive stuff. But the Jets, the Jets come up, the Jets are dead to right, 0-2 on the brink of a lost season. And get, I mean, you got credit to Flacco, man. Credit to Flacco, credit to that defense. Um, but then again, like you said, it's another like the Browns have like one of the best secondaries in the league, you know? Exactly. Um, and they did the same thing. They just let Garrett they they were getting slanted to death. Like Garrett Wilson hit like I think he hit Garrett Wilson like four times in a row on slants in the same <laughs> drive. Literally the same route, Cherie. Literally the same side of the field. And I, I literally say as a player, at a certain point, you, you kind of got to gamble a little bit, right? Like you just play right. the inside. Just literally stand inside. You got bro, you may beat me on an out route or a comeback, but you're not beating me on the slant, dude. Is you three in a row? You're not getting me on the fourth. You shouldn't get me on the third. So the fact that I even as a player, you don't have the wherewithal to make an adjustment is very interesting to me. And I had a feeling too, once the Jets actually got that onside kickback, I was like, oh no. This what is, a, yeah, this what is gonna, an onside kick. This is going to end in the most Browns way possible. They're going to somehow find a way to lose this game with a minute 41 left up two touchdowns. <laughs> They're going to actually probably lose this game. Uh, yeah, Mari Cooper's got to got to do a job there. He's got to yeah gotta recover. I mean, <laughs> man, and then and then in the late window, you had another collapse. I mean, the Cardinals looked like Kingsbury was on his way out. Like they were going to fire him at the in the end zone. Like Herm Edwards got fired at Arizona State this past week. Like they were going to walk out of Las yeah, Vegas like, with no coach. Like I was like, they're done. Kyler needs should have went back to baseball. Like he looked lost. Hollywood Brown yeah. looked awful. Um, they didn't. They still don't have my boy Rondell Moore there. Um, running game was atrocious. Raiders look like hey, yeah, yeah, nothing going for them. And I don't know what happened, what clicked, but the Raiders just stopped playing. They literally stopped playing. Like they were running dumb run draws, and then they were running hitch routes. And Derek Carr was just. I don't know. He he was law. I don't know what he was doing. Like I did not understand the Raiders game plan from halftime on. Like it made no sense. And that and that's the crazy part too. And I, I would want to put a, a pin in the fact that I would give more of this credit, obviously, to to Kyler Murray than Cliff Kingsbury. And I think it's also on the Raiders as well that part of this collapse because it was oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, interesting take I heard in this and that. Why was it that every time the Cardinals needed to get into the red zone outside of the big plays, when they're in the red zone, you need to run a play that your coach designed to get you to score? No, almost no one was ever open. Like, literally, Kyler has to sit back there and like, well, this play is done. Nobody's open. I'm going to have to sit here and figure it out. Got to freewheel it. And it worked. And it was crazy to watch that happen and to see the two sides and the emotions on both sides as they're scoring and doing this, as Derek Carr sits there like, oh, man, it's a uh, Oh, man, it's up there. They're coming back. Hmm, what should I do? What should I do? I know what I'll do. I'll miss Devontae Adams on a wide-open crossing route and almost get a pick by throwing it behind him. I don't know what happened to his accuracy going down the stretch or if the play calling was bad and that they were trying to force the ball Devontae Adams too much, but I don't understand how the offense could look that anemic in the second half with the weapons that you have. Um, or even just, I just the ball to Josh Jacobs. Like, there, there are so many other things you could have done. Man, Josh Jacobs out. is so Josh Jacobs is so weird because I feel like they're purposely not playing him oh, enough yeah. because they're not going to re-sign him, you know? Yeah, contract. And then know. it's weird, but then they're not playing who, – who's their backup? Uh, God, what's his name? Uh, Adula. Like, Adula, he wasn't yeah. playing, and neither was Zaire White, their draft pick. Um, from last draft, it there it was a really weird game plan. Josh McDaniels doing Josh McDaniels things. Um, it, it, is he trying to do too much? I, is he is he in over it? I mean, it's the second head coaching gig at this point. Is it's, it's two weeks in? We don't want to have a super overreaction, anything crazy. But he, is he in over his skis again, man? Like that is situational football. That being a former Bill Belichick protege. You should know how to close out a game when you're up by that amount, by was 23 points, right? So, Oh, yeah, absolutely. You got to be able to close that game out, no question. Like, And then we almost had another near collapse of freaking um, – who was it? The the Rams. Like, 
Oh, if they yeah, weren't yeah, playing the Falcons, Falcons, if they were playing yeah. any other team, probably the Rams blew that game. They're like poetically, they were up twenty-eight to three, three. Oh, and they God. got one extra field goal. But like, if Mariota didn't try to go for the home run and just stuck to the game plan, like they probably would have beat the Rams. It was it was a weird, weird day of people just getting ahead, and then they literally just like put the controller down and just walked yeah. away. And, and you got to check your matchups too in that as well. Like of all people, you're gonna throw it up and test. Like I give you pick on Jalen Ramsey, but he's still one of the best corners in the league. Like don't don't really throw it his direction with the game on the line. That would be my piece of advice. But I guess Marriott thought he could beat him, and uh, that did not end up happening. And that's how it sealed the game. So yeah, I mean it was funny hearing Sean McVay after that too talking about man, it's just good to get a win. Wins are hard to come by in the NFL, so I don't I don't blame him on that. Um, but, yeah, I think the, the Rams have some issues, man. They can't – once again, I think the issue for the Rams is that they can't really run the ball. Like, I don't know what's going on with that offensive line all of a sudden. Man. But Stafford yeah, can't be protected. Can't, can't, yeah, Cam Makers is in, like, the doghouse and not getting touches and, and man, not my running boy. well. <laughs> yeah, that's your boy. Yeah, that, yeah. What's going on with Cam? <laughs> I don't know. He, I don't, he needs to go to James Robinson's doctor. That's what he needs to do. Robinson rehabbed and went to the doctor for because they had the same exact injury. And James Robinson looks light years better than him. And James Robinson injured his in like week 14 last year. Or was it like week seven or eight last yeah, year? Middle of the season. Middle of the season. Yeah. And Cam Cam injured his in the offseason the year ago. Before, you know, yeah, before exactly. last season. And for James Robinson to come out there and be what he is, I mean, he he proved that the Jaguars are, were dumb for picking Etienne in the first round. Like Etienne's a good replacement back and they're, uh-huh. you know, I had this argument. They're totally different backs. James Robinson's far superior running back in, in total. Then, I mean, if Etienne can't get in on run plays or pass plays for James, Rob- James Robinson scored two receiving touchdowns last week. Anyways, like Cam Akers, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if he's scared. I don't know if he's not healthy all the way and he's trying to come back to prove it. But I, right now he's kind of a hindrance, but the offensive line is doing no help with Andrew Whitworth retiring. Um, Stafford looks awful. Yeah, but he, like, he, it, it looks bad. It, and it's interesting we say this, um, and I'll kind of bring this into a topic that you had uh, mentioned before about Burrow. So these are the two, four more, these two quarterbacks were in the Super Bowl. And to be fair, the Rams are our winning games, but they're both having some serious struggles along the offensive line. Like, and they both look like shells of themselves, um, which is wild. And that, that, you know, the Cincinnati-Dallas game, I mean, they lost to Cooper Rush. And Joe Burrow, I think he got, what, he get sacked six times? I think. Yeah, Micah, Micah had, what, four, right? Micah yeah. had four. And, yeah. and you just can't have that, which, which goes to show you, like, a lot of these teams that have the flash-in-the-pan weapons, your Jamar Chase is actually still really cheap right now. And then Joe Burrows and stuff. And you've got Stafford. Um, you got you bought in Allen Robinson and Cooper Cubs there. You got these, you got these weapons and shiny, you know, shiny things, but you can't block up front. And it's really causing them problems. And it's definitely causing the Bengals problems right now because there's no reason. I mean, Joe Burrow is a better quarterback than Cooper Rush. I think we can all agree on that. There's oh, no reason sure. that he shouldn't be getting hit this much with the amount of money spent on the interior of that offensive line. And they've got to turn it around because right now it's in a diamond on Zach Taylor. The owner saying the GM like, "Yo, we got you, the guys. You had, you had to. We knew what the deficiency was, and we're sorry. We fixed it. So now, why are we seeing those results on the field? And maybe, I mean, uh, from the opposite line perspective, I don't know. Maybe does, it take, does it take more time to gel? Maybe is it? it I feel like you can coach that up. I mean, you just, you just got blocked, man. <laughs> That's all you got to do. I mean, listen, like Cowboys like lost a bunch of offensive linemen. Their offensive line is pretty decent." Like, I mean, they were, yep. they held Cooper Rush up. Pollard was – Zeke was good. Like, yes and no, but, like, I almost feel like they're worse. Like, he's yeah, on pace yeah. to get sacked like 111 times. Like, obviously, they'll correct it a little bit, but I don't I don't think this is something that's going away. Like, I don't I don't think – I'm – like, we picked him to win that division. If you, if you said right now – I mean, I think the Ravens are better than them right now. I mean, it's week two. Obviously, we need to get to, like, week, I don't know, 
nine and then we can like do our midseason stuff. But I'm worried about them. I I would put them on my worry list. Like they're one of the teams I, I'm worried about. Like yeah, as I don't know if they're gonna make it back to the playoffs type of worried. Yeah, I mean, because you can't really have that lightning in a bottle, I would say, as far as Burrow carrying an entirely poor offensive line all the way to the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, that yeah. was great once, but that is just not sustainable. There's just no way yeah. he can do that for a second year. Uh, so, yeah, I would agree in the fact that they're in the danger zone here because in that division, there's, there's a pass rush. You know, you got the best you play the Browns, and uh, Miles Garrett's going to have a pretty good time yeah. if you can't block him. And Joe Burrow is going to be sitting, hopefully, you know, staying healthy. But you risk him getting injured, and he's already happened once. And you don't want that with, obviously, a guy who's going to be your franchise quarterback. So, yeah, every every hit he takes is him close to either getting concussed or hurt again. And it's like he can't keep taking these hits or he's going to start getting trigger happy. Exactly. Like maybe maybe Zach Taylor, and you're right about that, maybe they got to go back with the offensive coordinator, go back to the drawing board and be like, hey, we got to do three-step drops until we figure this out. Like we got to do three-step drop quick. We got to do screens, handoffs you know, end around, stuff like that, just to help this offensive line out. Because they're bad. They are bad. And, yes, they who they played the first week? They played uh, – who they played the first week? Um, in, uh, in the week one? Oh, the Steelers. They Steelers, played the Steelers. Yeah. Obviously, T.J. Watt ended up getting hurt, but they were terrorizing the whole game, you know. And besides T.J. Watt, they're not great. You saw it against – you saw it against the Patriots. The Steelers, like, they couldn't get a pass rush out T.J. Watt. So, like, it, I mean – and yeah, they probably got one of the better offensive lines in the league, probably top five, seven. But still, like, you know, it's, it, it's a lot. It, I don't know. It's it, the fact that I mean, it's so the Bengals are. I think I, you put it the best. Like they're in a real situation where they will not make the playoffs if this continues. And I think you mentioned, as you said, the Zach Taylor play call. And you're 100 percent right with three step drops. And also, you've got to change. You got to. Ranked it back in. I think they got a little too big play happy with the Jamar Tase and Boyd and Higgins and those guys are all there. Like you want, you want to do the five to seven. You want to see the deep ball. You've got the weapons for it. It looks so good. Nah, man, give that ball to Joe Mixon and play action protects your quarterback. I know it's sexy and it's cool to do the, to do a five-step drop and hit Jamar Chase on a post route and cause Burrow can throw it, but you got to protect him. And you've got to hold the ball from the other team, um, and that's going to be the case. You don't want to be in shootouts because you don't have the offensive line to handle that. Right. Uh, so the AFC North is AFC North is a trip right now, man. It, it's a lot more. I mean, it's been only two weeks, to be fair, but it's a lot closer together than what I expected. Now, I did expect also that the 49ers would be good. I didn't, I didn't say they win the division. I don't think you did either. We were kind of in agreement with the Rams, but the dynamic has changed with the 49ers uh yeah Lance if you all haven't heard has now had he broke his ankle over this past weekend and has his season is now over he's had season ending surgery um and Jimmy Garoppolo took the reins and looked good looked like same old Jimmy drove down the field they scored touchdowns they won comfortably um so in this kind of situation I kind of want to bring up this topic the chance is gone for the season right Yep. Is there a situation? So first off, let's say the 49ers make the division around or get to the division around the playoffs AFC and lose. Do you bring back Trey Lance as the starter with Jimmy G as the backup to run this back? Or No, Jimmy G will be go- Jimmy G will be gone. There's no way. Okay. Okay, so you're in the camp that there's no way Jimmy G is going to be like I'm not sitting on the bench behind this guy for 2 years straight. No, nah, he's going to ball out. Yeah, because all he has is a one-year contract with incentives. Like, he'll, he'll ball out and he'll get another job somewhere because someone's going to look – like the Panthers. I mean, I guess they got Corral, and they can see what they got. But we can see Baker ain't it, and obviously Sam Darnold wasn't it. So, I honestly think that he'll go somewhere next year for sure. Um, I mean, I'm – I hate to say it. I'm kind of in agreement. Like, they might be – they might be a little bit better right now as constructed with Jimmy yep. G than Trey Lance. And I, and I'm, and I'm, I'm all on Trey Lance. Like I have no 
Like, I want Trey Lance to succeed. I I think it was a great pick. I just think right now the way they're constructed, they're in a win-now mode with their team. And yeah, I think sure that Jimmy G probably gives them – well, can he win a Super Bowl? No, I don't think so. I mean, we've already seen that. But I think he can get – I mean, I think that I think they're going to get the playoffs either way, but they, they may get further with Jimmy G in the playoffs. Yeah, I would agree because the offense is limited with Trey Lance, the quarterback, right? I mean, you, you get the running element. Yeah. You, or you had the running element of him just being at a run, like a power quarterback power or something like that. You lose that with yeah. Jimmy G, but you gain the threat of having a legitimate – downfield presence right because no one's really right. worried about no one's worried about trey lens hitting a seven you know 15 yard 17 yard corner out because he can't throw that ball he just he just can't he's not accurate enough but jimmy g he'll hit that ball um so you have to change the way you play the defense and like you said the way the team's constructed now um uh, where brandy Ayuk uh, and debo samuel and stuff who can run routes you you can do those kind of things now you can you can do yep. the truly inventive kyle shanahan style offense where you don't really know where the ball is going and next thing you know, they're power running it or hitting you with the fade route. So um, it, it does help with the way the team's constructed now. When it comes to Trey Lance, I mean, I don't know. The guy's played four fo- four full football games in like three years. Yeah, and he's played like horrible weather last week. This week wasn't great either to start. So it's like you can't bail on him. I mean, yeah, I just bro, shit, bro got hurt last year, man, yeah, or two who, years who, ago. Who and he guy? came back, went to the Super Bowl, you know? Yeah, who, who who made this guy mad? Like, uh, who who do you make mad? Because uh, I think he's got some kind of curse or some kind of hex or something on him. Because this is just it's just kind of crazy the things that have happened to this guy. First game in, in the monsoon. This game he breaks his ankle, season ending uh, surgery. I, I just this is a rough start to a career, man. Um, and all all he really needs, I think, is time because I think he can be a serviceable and starting quarterback in this league. But he needs reps, and that is literally the one yeah. thing he cannot get. He gets everything else. Great team. Great coach, um, got the physical tools. Guy got a strong arm, working on his accuracy, but he doesn't have game reps, and that's just so hard to overcome. Of all positions, that quarterback, right? A running back, receiver, you know, tight end, defensive player. A couple games, you're fine. You got everything back to where you were. Quarterback, yeah, that could take up to a season to really learn defenses and seeing it on the field and not just on film. So it, it's a tough break for him. It, it's a tough break for him. But yeah, the 49ers are going to be better this season with Jimmy G than they ever were going to be with, with Trey Lance. Yeah. Um, but the problem is, is probably going to get, it's probably going to set them back because now they yeah. kind of have to do it all over again. It sucks, you know? Yeah. I mean, um, I, I, feel, I mean, I feel bad for him for sure. Um, did you watch the Monday night game last night, man? Did you, I can't remember his name. I feel so bad, but that, that line or that defensive back for the bills, man, that was scary. Oh yeah. On yeah, yeah. well, the man. Um, that was in the wait. That wasn't in the second half, was it? Yeah, no, it was in the second half, second man. Half. That okay. was scary. I'm so, I'm so happy that apparently he's got you know movement and all that stuff. I mean, I, he's gonna be out, but yeah. you know, yeah, it wasn't. I, I mean, when when that happened and they showed that slow mo the first time, I, I was like, oh no, he's, he's out. Yeah, I, I didn't see it like, live. Yeah, I, I mean, da- oh, oh, it was gross. Especially because they showed they only showed it once, but like his his own guy hit him, and the way he, like he just bent his neck and his back yep. bent, I was like, oh no! But shout out, you know, shout out to him. I'm glad he's uh, you know not paralyzed or anything like that. But um, speaking of the Bills, though, said it before, feeling good. Say it again. The best game of next week is going to be the Bills at the Dolphins. That's going to be. Hey. A big, big game. Um, obviously, they're both two and zero. But the problem is with me is I think they're a different two and zero. I think oh, that it's the Bills. Oh, yeah. I think it's the Bills. A slight drop, Chiefs, and then everyone else. Yeah, like yeah. if you if you played the Super Bowl today, the Bills would win by double digits. I think their offense is just out of this world and they didn't even have Gabe Davis yesterday, you know, their yeah, second best wild. receiver, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was out there dropping dimes to Isaiah McKenzie and um, uh, Dawson Knox and whoever and else. So, and 
he looks so comfortable. Josh Allen just looks so comfortable back there in yeah. command of this offense. You're just like, man, the only only people that can stop the Buffalo Bills right now are the Buffalo Bills. Um, yeah. And maybe I think it's yeah, it's the two and zero versus two and zero, so it's an important game, yep. definitely in the AFC. But man, I just I can see I, I gotta check the spread on that game because I think the, the Bills win by at least ten. I think they went by a full touchdown to ten points against Miami. Miami's defense. I mean, really it's good. at Miami, so then you gotta you gotta deal with that whole humidity thing and all that uh-huh. jazz. But but I, I I mean, well, someone's eventually gonna. Me, have, I don't look think it up. Yeah, I don't think they'll go. You know, nineteen and zero. So someone's gonna eventually have to. No, someone's beat. gonna beat them. I mean, no one's right. gonna go undefeated anymore, especially now that you play an extra game. Like that's just. Yeah, it, it's it's borderline. I don't want to say impossible. Nothing's impossible. I mean, um, almost did it. So they are five and a half point favorites on the road. On the road, okay. I, I that's I, I don't see if we can stop them. Maybe this this the new hotness. Wow. What's his name? McDaniel, the head coach for the Dolphins. Maybe he cooked something up. But right now, I don't I don't see how in the world you, nah. you deal with that offense and the defense. No, I'm already I'm already cooking up a parlay. <laughs> Good. Right like, now. Uh-oh. Oh, and also, right. too, I got, you, you mentioned – oh, go ahead. What's the parlay? Yeah, what's the, what, what's so, I mean, I'm looking at this. The Ravens are only a three-point favorite at New England. And New England oh. stinks. They're gonna, yeah. New England stinks. The Ravens are going to be angry. The Bills minus five and a half. Give me them. And then the Lions being – I know it's at Minnesota, but being a six-point dog to the Vikings – no, nah, I don't like that one. That, that could possibly be a trap it. one, but I don't know. Because because it's, it's Kirk Cousins at home at 1 p.m. So it's like he's going to be better. I mean, he couldn't get much worse than what he was last night. Throwing, <laughs> throwing a, He tried to throw a pick. Anyway, that corner route to Jefferson that he threw twice, Slay dropped the first one, and then he picks the second one. I'm like, yeah. why would you throw that ball twice? Anyway, Just so Kirk, Kirk, Kirk will be better. Um but That's I think a crazy game. Cause, cause, yeah, because Detroit, I mean, they lost to the Eagles by only three after getting blown out. The final of that game was 38-35. So I could see them covering six. I don't think Minnesota winning that game by any more than four. Um, Because yeah. I guarantee you Detroit's not going to give up. And if anything, they'll score garbage touchdowns. If it does become somewhat of a blowout, they'll keep it. They'll make it close at the end. Um, So I do. I, I, I like that probably set up here. Um, and I was going to say, too, uh, what happened to we mentioned the twenty eight to three? Did you see uh, Matt Ryan's uh, game ball? For, I think what was it for passing twenty over twenty thousand yards? I don't Dude, know if you saw the number. I did not see two. it, but good God, how awful is he, bro? It it was too. It was too. How awful, man? <laughs> uh, it was two eighty three, which is just insane. Uh, that was the ball that they took to for to cement his whatever passing uh, for a total. But yeah, That's to get unreal. shut out through the AFC South, man, it's, it's up for grabs. It's up for grabs. Tennessee doesn't look world beating. Jacksonville just shut out the Colts. The Texans are a, a tough out. Um, what do you, what, what, so what are you what are you gonna do in this division? Um, I don't know. At this point, it's a it's a toss up. The Jaguars can come out of here looking pretty good if they can stay consistent because they have a pretty good they have a defense for it. But Matt Ryan does look a little bit washed. I don't know if it's new to the system. I don't know if it's Frank, you know, Frank Wright just not using his skill set in the right way. I don't know what it is, but Frank Wright was supposedly the quarterback whisperer before. And now it's looking more like it's on him than it was Carson Wentz. And maybe Carson Wentz was doing more than what everybody thought he was. But again, this is only week two. Uh, but there's no excuse to get shut up by the Jacksonville Jaguars and you're expected to win. And not only that, but lose 24 to nothing. Like, and that's still yeah, giving them quite yeah. a few points. For and they weren't really known for their defense, the Colts. But you, you got you got to do better, man. You got yeah. Trip, Trip one of the best of the game of Trevor Lawrence's career. Shout to him and what's his name? Uh, and Kirk too. Kirk. Is I mean, he's playing with uh, yeah. Uh, well, oh my god, I forgot his first name. Uh, uh, Christian Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah. Shout out to Trevor Lawrence, man. I mean, he he looks comfortable. I mean, it's just a big, very big indictment that Derwin Meyer was not a very good coach. No, I mean. Yeah. James Robinson is playing with authority. You have um, what on that? Yep, on that side of the ball. Yeah, and they're looking. They're looking pretty good. Um, don't worry, guys. We'll be coming back. I think have a little bit of technical difficulty there, but um, 
But yeah, I think overall Jacksonville, Jacksonville could win this division. Oh, we're back. <laughs> Uh, Jacksonville could win this division. I, I think, but it's week two. Everyone, I don't want to change my picks and everything else um, for this. Uh, I oh, think yeah, I, we, we sure. have the Colts. I would have the Colts still winning it, but right now that's looking real sus. That's looking yeah. real sus. <laughs> so. Right. I'm looking at the rest of the schedule this week. Uh, Eagles got the Commanders. Obviously, we got to talk about that for the simple fact is Carson Wentz is back. Um, it's at Washington. Um, I believe y'all, y'all are. Six and a half point favorites, I believe. Yeah, six I'm, and a half point favorites. Sure. Yeah, after that Monday night game, we're gonna get a lot of love from that. They're like, yeah, I don't know. That's a big number um, against is. a division rival. I don't like that. I still think y'all win. Um, I just don't know because if you get Week One, Carson wins with a chip on his shoulder against the Eagles, he could ball out. You know, he could. But I, y'all know him better than any other team. So we'll I was just gonna say. I was going to say, if anything, we know what he's good and bad at. Um, it's going to be us. And it's going to be an interesting duel between those two quarterbacks because they play very similarly. Carson, well, Carson Wentz is a worse decision maker, I'd say. But they're both mobile guys. Um, both him and Hurts can just fling it around the yard. Uh, there's not a throw either one of them can't make. Uh, so I'm hoping it's going to be an offensive shootout. But I think Hurts is just a better decision maker. We're just overall a better team. Um, just better and better defense and everything. So... Um, I think we'll show out. I don't, I don't think they really have anyone that I'm too afraid of on the defensive side. A.J. Brown should be able to do his thing. Devontae Smith is welcome to the season, you know, with his catches uh, last week. So I think we're humming on all cylinders here. Dallas Goddard got really involved, had some really big plays over last week as well. Um, I, don't, I don't see too much of struggle for us here. I think the six points is a lot. I'd agree with you on the road against a motivated quarterback you're going against. That's a lot, but we'll still get the W, which is, but at the end of the day, just win, baby. Just win. Just um, win, babe. I, I do like, um, just to highlight the, the Green Bay at Tampa game, Aaron Rodgers going to meet Brady down in the South. Um, I mean. The, the, the Okay, oh, also, too, now I'm talking about the Bucks. Did you see that brawl? I mean, I'm sure you saw the brawl in the Saints and Bucks game. Yeah, man, uh, they freaking suspended Mike Evans this week. Yeah, yeah. Did you see? Like, like how did how did Mans get suspended? Yeah, I mean he he trucked old dude. Like he 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 didn't he didn't instigate it though. He was defending Tom Brady. But did you see the clip of Bruce Arians? Maybe uh, telling... I didn't see that. What happened? No. So oh, where was... he was like, like he yeah you right. He's he like, was like go get him. He was like go he get him. <laughs> and then Mike and then, never... and then he was like that's Tom Brady. What do you want me to do? Yep, yep. I thought that was fun. I mean, that's, that's, I thought that was a good example of what really happens out there on the field and how those guys have each other's backs and how the coaches even like, yo, bro, we can't just break it. Like we could, if we got to form a wall around him to make sure that nothing happens to him. And, you know, Lattimore, unfortunately for him, he's got the front of that and got run over by, you know, six, four, you know, two twenty receiver. Uh, he's, he's not being there. He's a loser. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't stand that guy. He, I he, talks about he did. Yeah. He, he talked a lot of trash. That's what started it. Brady was yelling at the ref. Wasn't even yelling at Lattimore. And he started yelling at Brady. Then Brady walked up to him. And yeah, the rest is kind of, we saw that on video. Um, but I like, I mean, I like Tampa at home uh, against Drew Brady. And Aaron Rodgers is, he'll probably put play a little bit harder because, you know, Aaron picks and chooses when he wants to play at this point because he's going against Brady. And he's got that kind of mentality of, I don't want to get shown up. So I think he'll play well, but. I think the Bucks still win this game. Uh, it's going to be hard on Mike Evans, though. But the Packers and Aaron Rodgers' unwillingness to gel with his receivers a lot of the time um, is going to probably come back to haunt him. Uh, yes, yeah, man. it's against the Bears, but it's the Bears. Like, when you go against good teams, that's not going yeah, to really trust him. Right. It's just weird because um, we don't know how like, – the Packers stunk the first week against – the Vikings who stunk against the Eagles. And I hate playing that game of, <laughs> Oh, they played this. They did, but like, we don't know anything. They played the bears. The bears are awful. Like yep. their quarterback, Justin Fields threw it. What? Nine times. Like get yeah. out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> what kind of like, football what a, over there? Yeah. What a loser. Like, they're, <laughs> they, I mean, there's no indictment. The, the bucks, that Prescott plays a decent game. They win. 
And yeah. if Jameis Winston doesn't have 17 vertebrae broken, they probably win. I mean, that game was awful for three and a half quarters. Was it three, three? Until it the fight. Three. Yeah. It yeah, was it was three, awful. Three. <laughs> it was, it was so bad. And so, so I like I don't know. Like, I don't know if this game is gonna be good, if it's gonna be awful, but we're still gonna be like, oh well, it's just a defensive struggle. Or both these quarterbacks aren't very you know, they're not great anymore. They're maybe right, just good. Right. And maybe that's what we're getting. Also, Aaron Rodgers has no receivers. Like, if it wasn't for Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, I mean, they would be do be awful. Like they, that offense would be bad without. He would literally throw the ball. He wouldn't throw the ball. He would just sit there and be like, "I'm taking sack. I, I'm not yeah. gonna. <laughs> I throw the fade route and just say, go get it. I'm not.' Yeah, not and and anymore. Brady's got one receiver suspended. Julio's already hurt because he's freaking glass cannon. Yeah. Um, then you got Scotty Miller and who, and then they, they just signed Cole Beasley because they can't, they don't have any wide receivers, you know, it's just, I mean, it probably end up being a good game. I just, it's just odd. Um, a couple other note games to note is we get, we already got a losers leave town game in week three. I think the Raiders at the Titans, Oh, like yeah. whoever goes zero and three are done. They might as well just bench everyone and just try to tank I to get Will Anderson. Yeah, double must. I mean, a must win here for each of these yeah. teams. That that yeah, it's a season ending here. You can't start zero and three. I don't care if you get an extra game, you know, nowadays, but you can't start zero and three. That is not something that that's up. That's not something you can come back. Well, maybe it is. You know, first time for everything, but in my opinion, you can't come back from that. There's no way. Nah. There's no way. And then you got you know. Yeah. I was looking at Dallas and, then, and the Giants on Monday Night Football. Yeah, I was about to say, in the Catch yeah. Week Sunday night, you got 49ers and Broncos. Russell looks awful. Um, shout out to Javante Williams. Um, big shout out to Patrick Sertain. Please get healthy, my dog. Yeah. Um, that should be interesting with Jimmy G um, coming back. It should be a good game. But then we get Cooper Rush and Daniel Jones. On Monday night. On Monday Cooper night. Rush. Like, what Jones. the heck? Like – Really? And then, you know, I don't know. Did you see that whole thing about Kenny Galladay cleaning out his locker no. and stuff and being all upset because he had like two – he played like two snaps, and he's got the highest cap hit in the NFL this year. Oh, man. Like, well, at least he's upset about it. He's like, yo, man, let me play. Just let me shine. Yeah, That's all he for wants. real, yeah. Yeah, he just wants to get play. I, I respect that. But, like, the Giants – the Giants are probably the worst 2-0 teams. and They may be this year's – Steelers and they probably won't get there that long like they won't get to like 11 and 0 like the Steelers did um because I think the Cowboys even with Cooper Rush I think the Cowboys just destroy them I think oh, whatever yeah. it is I'm I, and I hate taking the Cowboys anytime I think the Cowboys beat them like there's yeah I there's think the, no way the Giants are becoming more of I think they're doing a good job of playing to who they are Saquon's had a great start to the season right I mean I think there was a stat that he has the most rushing yards in the first two games, like tied with Tiki Barber or something, or just past Tiki Barber or whatever. So the most like Giants history, or whatever. So he's ha- he's having a great start to the season, which is I think the real reason why they go to this two and zero mark. And Danny Dimes is I think they're and they're simplifying things for Danny Dimes. It's basically kind of right. a one read offense, and no one really wants to call it that, but he's doing a lot of just looking and then just using his feet and just running the ball. And when they can, and maybe that's why you know Galladay's like. There's no big play ability in this offense. It's very methodical and very controlled. Um, but I think that's what they are. And it's the kind of quarterback that Daniel Jones is. So, I mean, you can't be mad at it. But like you said, it's kind of a, a fraudulent 2-0 and because after as the weeks go on, teams really learn how to stop you when you're that limited on the offensive side of the ball, especially at the quarterback position. Saquon Barkley is going to be tough, though. I mean, as long as he can stay healthy, uh, he's, he's, he's going to be a good option for him. Um, oh no doubt, no doubt. But, yeah, and I don't think, but I don't think the Cowboys lose this game. I, I think they go into New York and say, "Yeah, we're still just a better overall team." And it's like a wash between Daniel Jones and Cooper Cooper Rush. So I think the better team is going to win that, and it's going to be the Cowboys. Um, all right, we've got some we've got some good games coming up this this coming week here. I'm yeah. liking it. I'm liking it. Um, so I mean, we got a decent one on Thursday. I mean, Steelers at Browns. I mean, obviously you got it's Trubisky versus Brissett. Like whoop de doo. Like if it was Watson versus Kenny Pickett, I mean, it would be a much better game. Yeah, um, that's what the NFL wanted. But this yeah. is a weird week of primetime quarterbacks, man. But I'm gonna see some. You're gonna see some. I hate to say it, people, we're gonna see some maybe bad football on primetime 
because of because of the quarterback talent that we'll have on Thursday and Monday night. So maybe Jimmy yeah. G and Russell Wilson will be let me service will be good, but you're gonna see a lot of overthrown balls and uh miscommunication on the Thursday night. I mean, Monday hey, night. listen, we can't I mean last Thursday we got we we got Herbert and Mahomes. So, you know, oh, and then the following week after that we get Tua versus Burrow. So like, you know, it I'm goes greedy. back and forth. I, and, I want it all. I want that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then we kind of go into the kind of a tailspin <laughs> until <laughs> week eight. But I mean, we got Wentz versus Fields. That you know, that ain't it. No. Yeah, Matt Ryan versus Russell Wilson. That ain't it. No. Winston versus Kyler might be decent, but yeah. Oh man, yeah. That's, we'll that's... see. But I mean, you know, you can't you can't have everything. But like I said, I think that Sunday night game is going to be good. I think there's going to be a lot of good. I think this is where teams start separating themselves. You know, you got that loser leaves town. We got some good football going on, for sure. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, I love love to see it. I love to see it. Um, any other final thoughts you got for the coming week or from something you saw last weekend in the NFL? Nah, man, I think I think we covered pretty much all of it. Um, like I said, I'm a huge believer in the Lions. Um, I said at the beginning of the season, um, Eagles, Bills, Chiefs right now, top three teams. Um, Bills by far and away the best. Uh, I'm excited for, you know, week three again, you know, coming up. And then, you know, we start to get to meet, you know, we're starting to see who's going to separate themselves. But I think those three teams are the, the three right now that I would have to pick that are in the class of their own compared to the rest of the league. I, I agree, and I'm just going to harp again and say, yeah, my Eagles are the best team in the NFC. So uh, y'all better recognize out there that Jalen Hurts, maybe the truth, getting better every year. He's in his third year now as, as a starter. Look at his stats. Passer rate is going up. Completion percentage is going up. Decision-making is looking better. It's looking more accurate. Don't sleep on Jalen Hurts. And that's the only piece that we need. If he, if he does his job, we're going to make a deep playoff run. Um, but that's all I've got for y'all in the NFL. Teddy's done his piece. Teddy, is there any last thing you get to say for the people outside of football before we go Man, to this show? It's uh, just stay safe out there. Do your things. Tell your loved ones you love them. Um, finally come back. Get you know My wife's birthday is this Sunday, so we doing stuff with her all weekend. Um, it's her weekend time, you know, from everything that we went through with the whole football schedule, so Man, I'm just living my life, man. That's it. Love, love to hear it. Love to hear it. Uh, thank y'all for listening to this episode of Take the Shot Podcast, and we'll see y'all next time. Peace out.